this is Leah and Alana watch the X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. And uh, that's it. Here we are. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to another episode. Leah, could you whistle a little bit of the X-Files theme mm. song for us? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's absolutely no problem. Just a couple seconds. Um, just enough for people to hear it, but not enough mm-hmm. for us to be sued. You know where that line is, right? Oh, 100%. Um, let me, let me, let me get in the zone. Um, <laughs> God damn it. The, the worst thing about whistling is that if you are smiling at all, you cannot whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I wouldn't know because as you know, I don't know how to whistle. So yeah, it's that's never very, been a problem for me. It's a very closed mouth activity. Um, it's okay. We'll come back to this another time. Okay. We watched episode four, which is titled Conduit. Conduit. Mm-hmm. And it is about a family whose daughter is seemingly abducted by aliens, um, mm-hmm. which also relates to something from Mulder's past. Is that, is that a good overview of this episode? Yeah, I think that's a great, great overview. It's um, pretty to the point. And I just want to note that when this girl was abducted... And maybe this isn't weird to everyone, but her and her brother were just sleeping outside. And I think they were camping, right? They were. I was confused about this too because they were in an RV. And I kind of thought, yeah, I kind of thought they maybe just lived in that, but later they show their house. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they drove out to camp. I don't know. When I camp, I use a tent. But I guess some people do just sleep open to the elements yeah and i mean if you're using a tent you can't see the stars you can't see any potential ufos so maybe you're just doing it wrong (laughs) frankly this is why i've never seen a ufo because i've been camping in tents all these years like an idiot i think what i thought about this episode in general is just that it was kind of a bummer I mean, I thought it was kind mm. of sad. And also, Mulder was sad, so he wasn't yeah. his normal flirty self. I mean, there, he still was a little bit flirty, because he just can't not be. He can't turn it off. But for the most part, it, he was pretty sad, and so it was kind of, I wouldn't say it was a bad episode, it just was like kind of a downer. But yeah. <laughs> the thing that, like always gets me about these episodes that where Mulder tries to like link it back to his life or every really everyone else is like he's only interested in this because it reminds him of his sister and it's like this whole thing but like aside from the fact that a person is abducted the case is really nothing like when his sister was supposedly abducted like it's not an eight-year-old girl she's like 16 maybe older they're out camping by this lake that's like a popular hot spot apparently for ufos and just none of it is actually so i just i just feel like they they really want to make it seem like Mulder's crazy 
and he's only doing this because of his sister. And yeah, I'm sure that is playing a role, but I'm like, it's not like he's looking only at identical cases. Yeah, that's true. It's not directly identical. I mean, there definitely are some ties because it's like a brother and a sister and the brother witnessed it. Like he witnessed his sister's abduction. Um, So there's that commonality, but it's definitely not exactly the same. I guess something that we learn in this episode is that Mulder's case his family case where his sister Uh was maybe allegedly abducted by an alien is an x-file it's like literally one of the Uh x-file but only because Mulder I'm I believe they say Mulder initiated it so like he wrote that (laughs) yes yes he did which seems (laughs) like a um conflict of interest like maybe the FBI doesn't have that but I would think that it would be no one well, else is going like, to do it. Yeah, that's the thing. Is, and, <laughs> at least my understanding of the X-Files is that nobody is doing anything about any of them except for Mulder. Right. So, like, the only person to investigate Mulder's sister is Mulder. But yeah. he's... Well, now. Because obviously there, I think, maybe they only discuss this later. But, like, there was obviously an investigation when this child went missing. But there's just never a they couldn't solve it so yeah yeah so now it's an x-file something that i learned when they showed us the x-file of Mulder's sister's case Mm -hmm. is that her name is samantha yes and i guess i just kind of assumed that you know Mulder's first name is fox which i find to be (laughs) an odd name And when he mentioned his sister in another episode, I was like, oh, she's probably going to have, like, a unique name, too. Mm -hmm. But no, Mm -mm. her name is just Samantha. Samantha. It's Samantha (laughs) and Fox. (laughs) He was the firstborn, and so they wanted him to really stand out. And then Mm -hmm. um, we're like, I don't know, get the baby book out for the second kid. (laughs) They ran out of clever names. Yeah, they used it all up on Fox. That was, like, their one name. So. (laughs) That's all they planned for. A significant part of of this case, this episode, is that the mother of the girl who was abducted, um, whose name was Judy, I think, the mom was also supposedly abducted when she was a lot younger. Was she abducted? I thought she just saw a UFO. Like, all the Girl Scouts saw a UFO. Well, maybe it was just that, but it just seemed, she seemed to have such, she seemed to be so impacted by it, and, like, everyone thought that it was crazy, and so she shouldn't talk about it. Yeah, what it seemed like was that she saw a UFO, and maybe she talked about it publicly, or talked to a newspaper, or, like, the other Girl Scouts that did talked about it. And then she became known as like the crazy UFO girl and was like made fun of it for the rest of her life. (laughs) Apparently, which to me just doesn't make a lot of sense. But obviously, as we know, I like UFOs and aliens, but I don't. Yeah, you would have wanted to be her friend for sure. (laughs) Right. That would have been like the thing that drew me to her instead of the thing that made me not want to be around her. I'd be like, wait a minute, you said you saw a UFO? Let's, let's go talk about that. I did at first think it was weird that she saw a UFO and then as a grown-up, 
the aliens abducted her daughter. I was kind of like, oh, were they like, was it because she saw them? Was it related to her seeing them? Did the aliens have a personal vendetta against this woman? I don't think they ever say that to be true, but like, yeah. it's just very um, coincidental. It does, it does make you wonder if they're, how closely they're tracking who they abduct. They're keeping it within the family. But I think that ultimately it's probably just this Lake Okoboji is where they're hanging out. Something I really, um, I don't know, I wouldn't say I hated it, but maybe I just like, got a kick out of it was the police officer who Mm -hmm. is investigating this teen girl's disappearance is like one of the worst guys ever I think because he keeps talking about how this teen girl was like a piece of shit basically and how she's just like like, ran away she was a bad kid and he also at one point says when he's talking about her he says I can't count the number of times I pulled her out of parked cars. Like, okay, sir, is that your job as a police officer to stop teenagers from making out with each other? Is it illegal to be in a parked car? Why are you doing that? That's what he's assigned to. That's all, that's all he does. But also like, so what if she's doing that? I, yeah, I really, I didn't like his attitude. His whole attitude was basically like, well, she, this is her fault. She brought this on herself because she's been in parked cars and she supposedly has a lot of boyfriends. So how dare she? Right. How dare she have boyfriends? Obviously I... one of them took her. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, maybe in some small towns this is normal, but like no police officer in my town I don't think would have known any of the students in my high school to be like, yeah, that one's that one's like pretty slutty she sucks (laughs) yeah another guy I actually did enjoy in this episode was the bartender at that one bar that Mulder goes to that um maybe that missing girl's boyfriend used to work at and (laughs) Mulder just (laughs) happens to see that this bartender has a UFO tattoo Oh, and yes. he's like, oh, you believe in UFOs. You have this UFO tattoo. Tell me about them. Yeah. And it's true. The bartender does and, does. and like shows him his ear because I guess his ear got burned off by a yeah. UFO. Um, but I, I would uh, challenge Mulder's assumption that anyone who has a UFO tattoo is like knowledgeable about UFOs. But they might, they would at least believe in it. Maybe. And I say that as someone that has a UFO tattoo. Yeah, that's true. Probably. (laughs) Which is what I I thought in this episode when he saw that. I was like, wow, Walter would really like my tattoo. I also thought about that. I was like, yeah, he would ask you for some information about UFOs. I think that's the thing is it's not that I'm surprised the guy likes UFOs since he had, he has a tattoo, but Mulder asks him for like case information just because (laughs) of his tattoo. But I mean, I guess it all comes back to Mulder's always right because he did know and he did have his ear burned off, which brings me to the next point that I have, which is what is up with these 
UFOs in this area that are just burning everything around them because it makes like it makes sense I could see how there would be like high levels of electromagnetic whatever and that makes sense but it's not something you hear about in most UFO cases like in general in life and like in the show it's like a very unique thing and it makes it so obvious to me that it's a UFO because I'm like why would all these people act like something else is like singeing people's body parts off the top of these people's RV is like covered in ash all the trees have the top singed off of them the sand has become glass like (laughs) yeah I would say that all of that makes sense like I it makes sense that like the top of the trees and the RV are kind of like burned. But what, in what way was this man standing or? <laughs> so it was just one ear. Yeah. How, yeah. How is he configured that just his one ear was burned off when this is like burning like whole, a whole forest of trees, like the tops off of them? I don't know. Cause I guess even with that, I, I mean, okay. I think my assumption is that guy turned his head. And I don't know, maybe that ear stuck out a lot. So it got hit. <laughs> but also, like, what, how is this thing burning the tops of trees, but then the trees are not catching fire and burning the rest of the way down? It's just a singe That's off true. the top. So, yeah, it's just you know, a light singe. So, but also, maybe they can aim where their uh, heat radiates because maybe they just were like I'm gonna remove that guy's ear (laughs) yeah I mean we don't know if they're you know light beams are hot or not if it's like just the radiation from the UFOs or if it's like specific beams that they're sending out that are burning things it does seem to me like compared to other aliens these guys in this UFO are just not doing as great of a job because if you're burning everything in your wake of where you are, it's gonna it's gonna draw some attention. Whereas supposedly other encounters happen and there's no evidence, and that's why like when Samantha was taken, Mulder's house didn't become singed because of the heat of whoever came and took her. Like there's no there's no further evidence. They are usually quick and sneaky. But these guys at, like, Okoboji are, like, burn everything in your sight before you take the kid. Yeah, these aliens are real reckless. Maybe they're, like, the bad boy aliens who are just doing whatever they want. And they're just taking whoever they want. They're just, like, flying around for lots of Girl Scouts to see them. Burning (laughs) everything. They don't care. Not Not being careful at all. They are the rebels. Um, Mulder? Mm-hmm. was shirtless in this episode. You told me it was coming, and it I, did yeah. come. And I was very happy about it. Um, <laughs> okay, good. It was nice. Something else that I like about him is that he just seems to have... <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell? I've just been, like, writing in my in my journal. Yeah. About I and like. one other thing about Mulder. Just little hearts by everything. He seems to have pretty, like, constant bedhead, um, uh-huh. which I, I like. Um, it's very nice to me. So that's just my general feelings. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Good. I'm excited to watch this grow um, and to hear this continuous list of just things you like about Mulder. Yeah, it's definitely only going to get bigger, I'm sure. Yeah. And maybe we can talk about this now. I haven't told you this. <laughs> this is going to be new information oh. to you. Oh, boy. But I did something I told you I wasn't going to do. And I looked at <laughs> David Duchovny's Instagram. Oh, okay. And it hasn't deteared me. Okay. I, honest, I, it hasn't put me off. <laughs> well, I guess I'm glad to hear that um, for your sake. It, I, I was only slightly deterred um, by it. But I think that it's mostly just, like, hard to think of him now as, like, a budding rock star. <laughs> yeah, for the <laughs> listeners at home, if you haven't looked at David Duchovny's Instagram, I would say check it out. But really the main part of it is that I guess he's in a band now or has yeah. been in a band for a while. And most of the pictures are him on stage mm -hmm. singing. And he does look like, you know, it's like uh, he's holding the mic. He's like rocking out. It's yeah. like very aging rocker-ish. Right. Which is, there's no problem with that. I think it just makes me feel like, like if your dad decided at 55 that he was gonna just like start singing and you were like, are you sure? You're already you know, you're doing fine. Your career's okay. You don't, you don't have to add this, but he wants to, and, and he does. And, and that doesn't mean he's good or bad at it. It's just like a weird new dynamic to have to get used to. Yeah. I will say I haven't listened to any of the music, so I can't, I don't know if that'll change things for me or not. Um, I, uh, maybe I don't want to listen to the music. We'll, but we'll put it off the photos are fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He is wearing, he's very often in his stage pictures of him performing. He's also mm -hmm. wearing sunglasses. Which... Yes. This is what I was just about to bring up because there was a photo that I wanted to show you that you've now probably seen that we'll have to post where he's like recording um, maybe in a studio, maybe like somewhere in his house. And... He's just wearing like a casual like jeans and a t-shirt, but he's got sunglasses on and he's like posed in the way that probably makes his voice sound best. And it's just, yeah, like, he's and it looks like it's, it looks like it's picture. nighttime. I'm also. sure it's not nighttime. He's got his, he's got his thumbs through his belt loops. He's looking pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The very casual, very casual David Duchovny. I also noticed that, um, so David Duchovny also has an Instagram for his dog, whose name is Brick, yes. which, love that name, but something <laughs> that I noticed in looking at David Duchovny's Instagram is that Brick likes all of his photos, so congrats on having a very supportive dog, David That's Duchovny. That's very sweet. That's very sweet of Brick, who I'm sure runs his own Instagram account. Right, Exactly. I'm trying to think how we can transition out of out of this <laughs> back, but I think like back, maybe, yeah. maybe we just need like a moment. I have down. Yeah, no, I have the perfect segue, which hmm. is at a certain point in this episode, 
Um, which I guess is maybe jumping around to the plot of this episode, but maybe the plot isn't even that important. It's, it's fine. <laughs> they have, um, so they meet this other teenager who is like kind of friends with the girl who's yes. disappeared. She gives them some information. It turns out she kind of lied to them about that information. Um, she told them that the girl that disappeared was pregnant like to her boyfriend and that they were going to run away together but it turns out she was actually pregnant by this guy and blah 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 mm -hmm. very plotty details but when they find this out they bring her into questioning and interrogate her because the boyfriend also ends ends up being dead they find right. him they um find him. in a shallow grave which i have another point about that later <laughs> the main point here is that um Mulder, kind of takes the um the role of being the bad cop and he's like yelling at her and he's like slamming he his fist on the desk and he's very angry um and i i enjoyed that a lot oh, oh okay <laughs> you enjoyed him playing bad cop i really did yeah i found i found that um very exciting mm. well good to know i see i think i thought that that was like it just <laughs> I wasn't buying it <laughs> but it's it almost seemed like he didn't quite want you to like I don't know uh, maybe I read it weird but I just <laughs> felt like he was being so obviously bad cop that he was like I'm gonna yell now <laughs> like yeah he was being very over the top and that's probably why I liked it um and I also don't think that so it turns out that this girl killed her boyfriend Right. And they brought her in to question her about if she killed the abducted girl. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he's yelling at her about. But I don't think when he's yelling at her that he believes that she did that. I think he right. still thinks this girl right. was abducted. So he is kind of acting in a way because yeah. he doesn't really believe she killed her. He just like wants more information so that he can prove it. I also thought it was so strange that this girl earlier in the episode like leaves a note on their car for them to like meet with her like when they first meet you know she says all the things about judy being pregnant but i'm like if you killed a guy would you go to the police about something else well, I think, and I, I didn't, I don't think I knew this until I just heard you say that, which made me think it through, is that she meets with them and she tells them that this girl is yeah. pregnant and that the boyfriend knew, and so they She's were running to... away together. So I think she was trying to divert them from finding his body mm. by convincing, ha convincing them that both of them ran away. Right, but she fucked herself over because she wrote them a note, and they were able to compare handwriting on a different note and then idiot idiot you gotta change your handwriting if you're gonna you write a note write like it that. write it with your left hand like figure they it also, out they meet her in a library and they do that very like cliche thing mm -hmm. where they're talking in between stacks of books in different aisles of the library which i just don't think so many TV shows and movies do this when people want to have like secret meetings. They have them mm -hmm. talk through stacks of books. And I just don't think it, it really helps at all. Because no. like say you're in that aisle with that girl. You're going to see her still talking through the books at right. someone. 
I guess you just don't know who who's on the other side. And so obviously it's sneaky. But all you have to do is kind of just like pop your head around the corner and then you'll see or you who could she's talking. some books and you'd see them. Yeah, it's um it's a very TV show and movie gimmick that I hope people are not using in real life. Um but I wouldn't put it past them. Would you like to go back to your point about the shallow grave? Because I'm interested in in hearing what you have to say. Oh, right. Yeah, I would have forgot about that. Um, I, basically, what happens is that Mulder and Scully are on the, the beach near the lake when this wolf comes out. And this wolf comes out and stares at them for a second and then runs away. And that's all that happens. They see a wolf, the wolf runs away. But Mulder, for whatever reason, as soon as the wolf runs away, follows it as if it's like Lassie trying to like tell them Timmy's in the wells. I mean, yes, the wolf leads them to the body, but how did Mulder know that? Because my inclination would not to be to chase after a wolf (laughs) I see in the woods, but his was. And that's why he's special agent. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That was in his special agent. That was in a special agent training is to always yeah. follow the wolf. Well, I mean, animals have intuition, so you know, might as well check it out. And yeah, it just did see where he's running it to, yeah. Did lead them to more wolves who were sniffing at a body. So there you go. It's just not the body they thought they were gonna find. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he was right to follow the wolf. I just don't understand how he knew <laughs> to do that. He just, he just has this way about him, Alana, and he just knows. Another aspect of this episode that we haven't even touched on yet is that the girl who's abducted has a little brother, and the little brother was sleeping next to her when she was abducted, and after she's abducted, he becomes honestly very creepy. I did not (laughs) like him. He was very scary. He's a conduit. He was a conduit. He, so essentially Mulder and Scully meet him and he's just like sitting in front of sta- uh, static on the television. Like mm-hmm. he's like the kid in Poltergeist and he's just like drawing a bunch of stuff on a piece of paper while he's just like staring at static. He's drawing a bunch of ones and zeros and that's it. Yeah, just ones and zeros and that's it. Which turns out to be a binary code that the aliens are sending him. Of course. Although I don't think the aliens weren't talking directly to him, right? He was just kind of picking up their messages to each other. Yes, I think so. I don't really know. Like, is he always a conduit? (laughs) He just become one because of the alien abduction happening near him? Was it only, does it go away? Does it only work with that TV? Yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions uh, there. But um, yeah, it's unclear because then it becomes this whole ordeal that apparently this code that he's writing out is like classified government information and the NSA comes and is all upset. But it, <laughs> and Scully pisses me off in those moments because she believes them. And Mulder's like, you think that this kid knows that he's writing classified government code out 
Like, he's just zoned out in front of the television writing what he's hearing. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, and Scully is like, Mulder, he's a national security threat. Which he's, <laughs> he's not. No, he's not. Also, like, they, you know, go through all the things that this code apparently actually is. None of which is, like, classified information. They're like, this is part of a concerto. And yeah, they were wrong. Like, they were like, oh, this they is were wrong. But it wasn't. It was, like, paintings and, like, Shakespeare poems and, like, stuff. And, then, and just, like, famous works of art and literature. And that right. was it. Which I still don't understand how all that put together then made up a drawing of his sister's face. No, I don't understand that either at all. But it did. And... I assume the boy laid it all out. Like, I, I, I don't know. It was just in their house, right? Like, and Scully couldn't tell until she was up above. But, like, did he know that he put it together like that? I, I don't close. know. And, they, yeah, they don't tell us. Because it could have been him. It could have been his mom looking at the papers. And they all mm-hmm. kind of, like, configure them. We don't know. And they will never tell us. They literally never will. Because by the end of the episode, when they do find Ruby, what is her name? It's Ruby, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I've got, I calling her. I think I called her Judy at one point. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it's Ruby. Um, they find her, and then the mom is like, you're not speaking to the FBI, and just like shuts it all down. And I'm like, what? After, after all this, after all this time, she just wants it to now go away and pretend like her daughter wasn't missing for a month, apparently. Yeah, well, I think she just specifically doesn't want her daughter to be labeled as crazy and in talking about aliens like she was growing up. And Mulder is like, she keeps telling Mulder, like, I don't want my daughter to talk about this because everyone's going to think she's crazy and she's going to have an awful life. And Mulder's like, no, that won't happen. It doesn't have to be like that. That won't happen. And it's like, yeah, it will, Mulder. Like, just because you'll believe her doesn't mean anybody else will. But he, she is a piece to him finding the truth, so he can't give it up. Mm. <sighs> a, little, a little selfish of him, but I, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, I guess, again, it just takes me back to, I think, a question we've asked a couple of times is, like, why does it matter? Like, why does he need this girl to be public about what happened to her? Because people aren't going to believe her no matter what. Like, how does that help him? I almost think that despite, you know, him continuously saying, you know, that people aren't gonna think she's crazy blah 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 like that's what's happened to him his whole life and like yeah he's okay he's he's in a like a high position in the government like he's doing all right but like still everyone thinks he's crazy and I think that he just wants it part of it so that people believe that his sister was abducted because nobody believes that and if there are so many other stories that people know about of people being abducted and then he can somehow prove that it's true nobody will try to deny the fact that this is what happened to his sister 
Yeah, that, I d- that really fucked him up. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of feel like in this episode when he's trying to find this girl that maybe he thinks finding her will somehow mm-hmm. find his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, or like tell him how to find his sister, which of course it doesn't. Right. But it feels like he thinks that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he definitely does. But I would like to say, Mulder, obviously, you know, these are different aliens because nothing around your house was singed from heat. Yeah. So let's yeah, just let's think about this a little bit further. But um, but no, he wouldn't. When he sees what's on top of the RV and he goes and he touch he like climbs up on a ladder and he like picks it up, he picks up the ash, mm-hmm. he puts it so close to his mouth. I yeah, honestly looks, thought he was gonna eat it. I it thought he was gonna like eat it. it. <laughs> Which I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. He did smell it for sure. He did. He needed to make sure. Which I feel like if it was like ash, you'd be able to smell it without like with the amount of it that was there and how close he already was to it. I think that you'd have a scent of something burned. Yeah, he did not need to put it literally right <laughs> under his nose for sure. I loved at um at the I guess towards the end when Ruby is in the hospital and Mulder's trying to get her to talk about what happened. And she just keeps saying, like, they told me I can't or, like, they told me not to and, like, all these things, which I I guess makes sense. It just is a weird image to me that, like, the alien's tactic was, like, all right, now you can't tell anybody what happened. <laughs> like... Right, because we've already established they don't care. They're being extremely reckless. They're just like, all right, don't say anything. (laughs) And, I mean, she didn't. She was clearly scared to the point where she wasn't going to, but I don't know about these guys. These are going to be the first aliens we catch. I do think her mom was probably also telling her not to say anything, but her little brother again being very creepy just sitting by her bed Mulder walks in and he says to his sister it's okay he knows like what do you know dude you're just like you weren't abducted but but he knows he was the one sitting there getting alien signals through a tv so (laughs) he knows something I, I don't know there was a part near the end of this episode when um so they find Mulder and Scully go to the house and they find the drawing of mm-hmm. the sister and then they go out to, I guess, like the woods. I don't know how they know that they're in the woods, but they go out to the woods and they find the mom and the little boy mm-hmm. and Mulder's chasing after the little boy. And at this point, I thought the little boy was so creepy that I'm just like, you know what? Let the aliens have him. That's fine with me. <laughs> but he, the little boy is in a clearing and he's like walking towards this glowing light that you think is a UFO, I thought mm-hmm. was a UFO. Oh, for sure. And then it turns out to be a motorcycle gang. <laughs> yes, obviously. I, first of all, do motorcycle gangs off-road? Like, do people off-road with motorcycles? I don't, I don't think so, but I- I don't think so either. I don't know that for sure, but it, it, they weren't on, like, dirt bikes they were on like harleys like 
Right, just running through the woods. There's no roads. There's nothing. They're just like in the mud, just driving their motorcycles. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very strange thing to happen. And very disappointing to just see a bunch of motorcycles when you really thought you were going to see a UFO out there. Yeah. For us and, and for Mulder, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I honestly did not see that coming and was very surprised <laughs> by that turn of events. It also gave the mom, like, the weird excuse at the end of being like, well, as far as I'm concerned, she was on the back of a Harley for a month. And it's like, like do you really? I know she doesn't really think that, but, like, why is that, why is that okay with you? <laughs> like, yeah. I think it's just more feeding into, like, this girl is a bad girl. Exactly. Which I guess her mom is more comfortable with people thinking about than thinking she was abducted by aliens. Yeah, I guess. She's like, she already has this reputation. Let's just run with it. Yeah. Now, at the, at the very, very end, they're back in D.C. And Scully, like, listens to Mulder's hypnotic regression tape. Um, and while she's doing that, Mulder goes to a church. <laughs> and now this really bothers me because... Which part? Mulder in a church. <laughs> Specifically. Because it doesn't make any sense in general. He's not a very religious guy, which I guess we're only in episode four. They haven't really established that. But, like, I don't know. I think it's obvious. Um, and it's just, and it's th- never again does he go to church. And I just, I just, I wish that there was an easier way, I think, in general, for shows to show that someone is grieving and looking for answers aside from showing them in like an empty church pew. Yeah, because that's exactly what they're doing is they just that's want what they're you trying to, to show. know very quickly that he's sad. So they put him alone in a dark church. Well, just put him on his apartment couch with a photo of his sister. Like he's not looking to God for answers about his sister. And that is clear. Yeah. I thought that Scully listening to Mulder's hypnotic regression tapes was, that just seems like an extreme violation of privacy. I understand they're in these files, but that's like you're listening to somebody's therapy appointment. Yes, but it's evidence. It's supposed, I think it's supposed to be evidence because he can only recall what happened when he was under hypnosis or like more clearly. Yeah. But do you think Mulder knew she was listening to them or that she told Mulder she was going to listen to them? Um, I guess I don't know, but I don't think that, I think he would be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another 
uh, it's just another example of how they have no boundaries in their relationship already. She's just like, yeah, listening to tapes of her well, partner she- <laughs> and friends' therapy appointments. She's trying to to better understand. I think why he's so obsessed with this and like why it's affected his entire career path because he also he does say to her like earlier in the episode I think that which is so sad that he used to close his eyes before he entered his room every time because he thought that once he'd be in his room, if he opened his eyes, that his sister would be there, which is just, like, such a heart-wrenching and, like, a very, like, child thing to do. Yeah, he's, so, he's, pretty, he's pretty fucked up. Well, I mean, he doesn't, like, still do that, but... Sure, but I think that it kind of just shows he was emotionally very devastated by what happened, and he's certainly still living through that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I guess, I don't know how you mourn someone going missing. I'm sure it's very difficult. Um, And I'm sure it's only even more difficult if you believe they were abducted by aliens. Yeah. Yep. They also then end this episode with the infamous, I want to believe, which I loved. Oh, yeah, they did do that. And it was, it was in, in a way the tape. It was in the, it was in a way that I didn't expect because what mm-hmm. Mulder is saying is that when he was a kid, when he's like remembering what happened, he's like, I'm laying in bed and I can't move. And I know I should be afraid, but a voice is telling me not to be afraid. Mm-hmm. And I think that the doctor is like, do you believe that? And he says, I want to believe, which really speaks to, and maybe it doesn't, but how I took it is that like, he wants to believe that these aliens aren't necessarily good, but like, aren't going to hurt him and aren't going right. to hurt his sister, yeah. which is very sad, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. He just needs the reassurance. Like, even if she's gone and he can't understand that like he just needs it to be that she's okay yeah and I'm like I'm gonna tear up (laughs) yeah as a person who as we all know has never watched the x-files before but I have seen the tagline I want to believe and I always assumed that meant like I want to believe in the extraterrestrial I want to believe in the paranormal I want to believe in this but the way that he actually says it at least the first time in the show is I want to believe that they're not going to hurt me, which... Right. I I mean, it's, like, because he says it here, but I don't know how common it is as it goes on. But, like, he has the poster in his office, obviously, that's, like, then clearly about... It's, like, over a UFO. But then the rest of it is the tagline, which is the truth is out there. And that is really what Holder is, is all about. <laughs> like, he believes. He wants to believe that they're going to be okay, but he already believes. That's that's no question. He's just like, the truth is out there, and we're going to fucking find it if it is the last thing I do. 
Yep. And I hope that becomes the truth for him. Me I too. hope he does find the truth. His truth <laughs> is that he finds the truth. I'm so proud of you. I'm pretty proud of you too. Episode four. You've seen four episodes of the X Files now. I've seen. You have four approximately of them. 845 million to go. Yeah, but I'm four through. So wait, wait, four. <laughs> that says four. a lot. We've recorded four of these, which is we sure have quite the feat. It really is. Leah, would you like to take us out with our closing? I absolutely would. Aliens, please come get us. We are terrified. Woo! <laughs>